Welcome to a powerful encounter with the Word of God, brought to you by Eastwood Annabelle. And we have been looking at the pattern of saviors, the pattern of saviors, and we said that the prototype or the pattern we all look at is the life of Jesus the only savior of the soul of humankind and the bible said that god told moses that build this tabernacle according to pattern and you and i we are temples of god and we are also saviors little saviors but we must build our lives according to that pattern and i told us you have to pray that god will enlighten your eyes so that you'll be able to see that pattern of the sanctuary and see Jesus who he is and how his life is and that you should also endeavor to be like him that means you have to push you have to strive you have to work hard just to be like him tonight I want to show you one thing and that has to do with exercising the works of the flesh from your life and engaging yourself in walking in the spirit as a savior we will have to defeat this body tell somebody you have to defeat your body you must defeat your flesh tell somebody defeat your flesh because your flesh can trouble you Listen, your greatest enemy is not witches and wizards. Your greatest enemy in life is your body. If there is anything that will stop you from going to heaven, it's this body. So Paul said, I bring under my body. I bring under my body. The first human being that God created, it was the body that finished the guy they call it the flesh when he saw the tree and it was good for food pleasant to the eyes and the tree desired, desired to make one wise he just ate it and that was the end man fell they drove him out of the garden of Eden that was the first Adam the first man and when the last Adam and the second man came into the world he knew that he had to deal with the body the flesh the bible said in hebrews chapter 4 the verse number 15 hebrews 4 verse number 15 hebrews 4 verse number 15 for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but he was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin for we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are so jesus came into the world and he was tempted in life as a savior many things would tempt you oh things will tempt you temptation temptation you'll be tempted 
No, things will tempt you. Opportunities will come and they are temptation. But you know, what I'm trying to say is this, people. You have to come to the place where you know exactly what you want. What do you want in life? What, what, what are you on earth to please people? And there are all these Christians who are walking about, who are compromising everywhere. They don't know the will of God. You ask them, they say, my father said I should do this. And my mother said I should do this. And my boss said I should do this one. So here am I in the hospital. My boss is dead. Great opportunity. They gave me three bedroom house. They said, this is going to be your bungalow. I said, no thanks. I'm okay. I can live without a bungalow. Birds have nest. Foxes are fools. The son of man has nowhere to lay his head. I left the hospital. I looked at I looked at all the things it could offer me. I left. I left without a salary. Nothing. You know, it surprises me these days when people say, oh, all these people started these churches because of money. You are just a liar. When we started the ministries and the churches, there was nothing like money in it. It was madness. It was madness. It, 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 it was craziness. It, it was a young person who looks like you, you have gone bonkers because the decisions you have taken don't make sense. My wife married me and came into a single room in the house of my godfather, Mr. Dwi Ajimai. There was nothing, no hope. No hope. And we're not doing it because we wanted God to reward us or bless us or to prosper. Nothing. Nothing. A savior cannot be thinking about what will I eat? What will I wear? Where will I sleep? What about if I don't get anything? Saviors don't think about material gain. And they are not sinners. So Jesus came into the world and he was tempted. The Bible said, we don't have a high priest. Who, we, we do not have a high priest who cannot be tempted with the feelings of our... Who cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But he was in all points tempted like as we were or as we are without sin that means the savior must be without sin it's not like the savior can sin small small no without sin i read something about martin luther some years ago and they said that for three years martin luther did not have a sin to confess no sin to confess the man was that clean you look at all these john wesley charles wesley and all these men it was not about their wisdom it was not about the even let me show what we call today the anointing it was not about that it was about their holiness the thing that devil fears most about the christian is holiness so when he saw jesus he said thou holy son of god and in the old testament it will say thou holy man of god if you're a man of God and the holy is not in front of it, you are just a man like any other man. But if you want to be a true man of God who will be a savior of people, a true businessman, a true academician, a true believer, somebody who will be able to save people, you will have to be somebody who is righteous, holy. You cannot do what they do and save them. You cannot say what they say and save them. You cannot think the way they think and save them. You must be different. And different means holy. Holy. People have to fear you because of your holiness. Whenever you go anywhere, the conversation must change. 
because a holy person has come to the place holiness is becoming a feature that is lacking in our churches people are sitting in the churches and fornicating in the churches yeah they sit in the churches commit adultery the other day I read an article that a pastor was going to pray for somebody and ended up sleeping with the person he went to pray for. Ah, she went to pray for the lady. The lady prayed for her. The lady prayed over him. By the time he finished, prayer meeting is spot. I keep saying, if you are a pastor in particular and you stand in front of a congregation, and apart from your wife, you have slept with another woman in the church. Just resign and go and find another work and do. Go and find, go, go and find another work and do. Because, you see, this one called the pulpit is not for that kind of misbehavior. Why not clapping your face? You're just worried. You're just worried. Huh? No sin. You can't beat up your wife and finish and go and preach as a pastor. You cannot sit in a church, abuse your wife. The Bible says husbands must love their wives as, the, as Christ loved the church, you see. So you can't beat up your wife. And after that, go and preach. And ladies, you can't insult your wife, your husband, and after that, go and sing in the choir. And gossip about your husband with other women. When he's coming, they say, shall we pray? <laughs> you are gossiping about your husband. As soon as you see, he opens the door. When you see women speaking in tongues at once, it means the agenda was different before you entered. Before you entered. Sin and sin and sin. 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 So the Bible said Jesus was tempted in all points like we are, and yet without sin. Yeah. A savior cannot borrow people's things but refuse to pay. And there are many of you sitting in churches. Even your week, you haven't finished paying. People are wearing shoes, they haven't finished paying. And during praise and worship, they are the ones who will dance most. They are dancing on a shoe. They have not finished paying. Even your lipstick, you are still owing. Huh? You buy things on credit, you don't pay. They buy things. And, and sometimes some people are even worried in the church because as soon as the people realize that financially you are a little well to do, they will come to you to come and borrow money. Can you lend me 200? I'll come and pay. Lend me 600? I'll come and pay. And they collect all these monies they never pay. Sin. 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 Secretaries who steal typing sheets. Teachers who in our day used to steal chalk. Nurses who steal paracetamol. The patients' paracetamol, they steal some and carry to their home. Are we sure there are no nurses who still bear shit from the hospital with Ministry of Health on it? Sin. Sin. 
people who boldly stand in church and what they are holding they know is not a tithe what they are holding they know is not one this is not one tenth this is not even up to one third yet you hold it boldly you stand in front of god you say it's my tithe I know situations where during offering people can take an empty envelope and put it on the altar and they are expecting God to bless them no you're, you're practically just mocking God but the Bible said God is not mocked whatsoever a man soweth, that also shall he reap you know what mixing wrongdoing with being a savior should be impossible we must exorcise the works of the flesh Look at the way he said it in the book of Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5 and the verse number 16. This I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things you would that means that if you walk in the flesh you cannot do the things you should do in other words you cannot be a savior when you are walking in the flesh you can you can't be a savior when you are walking in the flesh you can be a savior and walk in the flesh yeah you can't Keep your body under. Keep your body under. Mm. This is the way John called them. John the apostle called them the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh. The lust, lust of the flesh has to do with things that have to do with your body. Huh? Sexual desire, food, things like alcohol, clothing. Yeah, clothing. Clothing can be a temptation. Clothing can be a temptation. Um, there is some kind of dressing which is Christian, and I dare say some kind of Christian too is ungodly. Some kind of dressing too is ungodly. When you dress to expose some parts of your body, these days there are some of the people, when they dress, you don't know whether they are going to church or disco. When you dress, don't you have a mirror in your house? If there is no mirror, stand by a river in your house and look at yourself in, in the river. While dressing up as on the Muntimigration, you can't even look at them. And this is one of the sad ones is during wedding. When they come, they remove the whole of the top. When you are praying over them, you can't even look on them. You must look up when you are praying. Because if you look down, you may fall down. and they, they, they are very carnal they teach the women the kind of bra they can wear so that they will push them up somebody say who? they So you have intentional and these ones who push them up sometimes it's not like intentionally they are big bastard no they intentionally push the remnant up praise and worship they are dancing they have to hold themselves otherwise they may jump out 
Now, my question is, why must ladies come in front of a church and they must take ushering cloth to go and cover them? Couldn't you have covered yourself from the house? Am I preaching? Listen, I heard Minister Nanajumo say, we are the sanctuary and people should run to us to be saved. The young men sometimes come here and they are more in danger. Because our ladies dress worse than ladies in town. You are running away from temptation. You come into the church, come and meet the temptation. And there are men in the church too who are looking for girls to chase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Married men, they see single women, they want to chase them in the church. Yeah. I like the way you are staring at me. Married, married men, chasing, chasing sing, sing, single girls. Sorry, single ladies. And I think some married people to do, do, do their thing. So, you know, People want to be saved. They come to church and their lives are endangered. They all kinds of dressing in the church. They show a skirt, long one, then they take a cutlass, cut it. The front is very long, but you let them turn their back. Some of the people, it is really some too. Now we, they move the head. We, marijuana, they move the head. Serious. Bonnie, 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 Bonnie. Bonnie. People are sitting in church and they are gambling. They are betting. Because they want money, they are betting. Some of you, they search your pocket now, they see lotto papers. Today, the message is everywhere. Huh? In, in. In, in. Tell your wife you are going out to come. She doesn't even know where you are going. Pastors with girlfriends. Let me tell you this, people. If you are a lady and you are brave enough to sleep with a pastor, then it means you can sleep with a fetish priest. Sleep, sleep with your pastor and then when you finish eh, are you going to pray or you are going to prophesy and strangely some of those pastors who sleep with the women they have bible verses they quote yeah, yeah, they have bible verses they quote pastors with many wives one wife is in this region another wife is in that region and then another wife is in another region and he will tell you he has itinerant ministry. And John, you're not a 
Can I tell you this? If you are a man and you cannot keep one wife all your life, you have a problem. You, you have a big issue you must handle. Somebody said, why is he not saying if you are a woman? So let me add that one. If you are a woman and you cannot keep one husband all your life, you have a problem. I'm not saying divorce is impossible. But as much as possible, you should not be the cause of the divorce. You shouldn't be the cause. And the cause of a divorce is not the one who goes to court to break a marriage. A cause of a divorce is somebody who does something which makes it impossible for the marriage to continue. Okay. May the Lord deliver us from sin. Remove sin from your body. Remove sin from your mind. Remove sin from your life. Anybody, this is 2023 any area of your life you know the sin remove the sin kill the sin destroy it destroy it the way you are feeling destroy it destroy those feelings lord i'm not going to carry sin in 2023 i'm going to be holy i'm removing the lust of the flesh the pride the anger oh pride is another one pride pride anger Listen to me. Listen to me. Look at me. Even anger can destroy you as a savior. Even anger. The Bible said, don't let the sun go down on your anger. Some of you are carrying anger, which was embalmed at the, in the Egyptian pyramids. Years of anger. And you know what? Anger can kill you. Anger, disappointment, pain for many years. It can destroy you. Anger is the great anger, unforgiveness, bitterness is one of the most dangerous poison that can be in your heart. Especially when it's in your family and against the woman or the man with whom you are having that anger. Every day you are seeing the person, you are likely to die early. Today I want somebody to pray. I didn't come to preach tonight. I just came to beg you, remove sin from your life. Now, somebody will say, but brother Jude, what is sin? I have my own definition of sin, which I have said again and again and again. And Dr. Bednigo, that definition of sin cannot be found in a dictionary. It's found only in my brain. Definition of sin, you know it definition of sin you know it whatever is sin you know it because you know what is sin to you may not be a sin to me for example if azuma nelson is in the ring and beat somebody up is it a sin it's boxing it's not a sin But outside the ring, if Bukon Banku goes to beat somebody. So sin is you know it. 
you can do something that looks meaningless harmless and it will be a sin you can look and it will be a sin so the bible says some people they have eyes full of adultery that means you can commit adultery with your eyes oh since i was born i've never slept i've never slept with a woman who is not my wife what about the one you looked at and jesus said whosoever looks at a woman to lust after her has committed adultery already in your heart oh so if that is the definition of adultery <laughs> then a lot of men are in trouble women don't have that too much sin of adultery in the eyes but men a man can look at a woman uh, until he is and there are many women who are constantly turning the head of their husband when he's driving the man is driving and looking at women and the, 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 the woman the wife has to be turning the head like alukoto What are you looking at? Oh, I just saw an angel here. I just saw an angel. What angel? Liar. <laughs> and these kind of careless men who walk about local men, they call every woman my wife. 60 year old man, he walks about somebody's 15 year old girl. Hey, mama, something, something. Is my wife here? How can that girl who can be your great granddaughter be your wife? Oh, I'm just joking with her. You are not joking with her. You are just being silly. I pray. Somebody remove the sin. And the gossip. Oh, the sins are too many. Gossip. From Monday to Friday, you will gossip about your pastors. And on Sunday, you are the first to bring altar offering. And they won't put it down quietly. Come on, put it down. Then they make. <laughs> and they just gossiped about me on Friday. When they see me sitting there, Daddy. Thunder, fire your head. Sin. <laughs> oh. Listen to me. Sin will stop you. Sin will stop you. If you are online, you are listening to me. Sin, sin will stop you. It will have bought every plan of God for your life. And you know what? We want to believe God that in 2023, every young woman, every young lady will flee youthful last. Everybody stand to your feet. And I want you to bow down your head in prayer. Bow down your head and pray. Bow down your head. Pray silently. Pray silently. But bow down your head. Pray silently. Father, remove sin from my body. Listen to me. You cannot be a good Roman Catholic. And the first thing you learn is not confession. Maybe that is why that church has been there for years. Because they talk about confession. Charismatics don't have anything like confession. We sin without shame. And we cover it with praise and worship. And cover them with tongues. Everybody stand to your feet. Bow down your head. If you are standing anywhere in this building, you want to be born again, you want to give your life to Jesus. You want to say, Jesus, come into my heart and be my personal Lord and Savior. I give you my spirit, my soul, and my body. 
dear Jesus, I need you as my Lord and my Savior. Anybody who wants to be born again, can you lift up your hand wherever you are? I want to pray for you. I can see a hand lifted. Come on, don't feel shy of anybody. I see another hand lifted. Lift up the hand. This is the beginning of the year. What a time for you to be born again. I see another hand over there. And I can tell you, if you are under the sound of my voice and you want to be born again, come on, lift up your hand. Lift it above your head. You are doing the right thing and you don't have to be ashamed of anybody. I came here for you today. Not to condemn you, but to show you the way so that God will save you. If you are there and you've lifted up your hand, everybody lift up your hands, especially those of you in front here. Say this after me Lord Jesus, I confess tonight that I'm a sinner, but you died for me. You were buried, you rose from the dead, you are alive forevermore. Come into my heart. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I confess Jesus. That you died for me. You were buried. You rose from the dead. You are alive forevermore. I give you my spirit. My soul. And my body. Dear Jesus. I confess you. As my Lord. And my Savior. I rededicate my life to you. And I ask you Jesus. Save me. Deliver me. You are my savior. You are my Lord. I thank you, Father, for receiving me, making me your child. In Jesus' name. Amen. Eternal Father, thank you for the lives of these ones. Thank you for those that did it online. I pray in the name of Jesus. God's name glorified in their lives. In the name of Jesus. We dedicate ourselves unto you one more time. And we ask, remove sin from our lives and use us to your praise and glory. Amen. Oh.